You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We're sure glad to be with you this morning on Real Presence Live. If you missed any of this morning's show, you can find the podcast later today on our website, realpresenceradio.com. And while you're there, consider sending in a prayer intention that we can pray for you. Before we get to Father Luger, I have another St. Patrick's Day joke for my husband. Let's see. Jack, where do you, find, where do you always find gold on St. Patty's Day? I don't know. In the dictionary. Now that's funny. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I okay, drum roll. <laughs> Symbol clash. Yes. Oh, did God literally create the world in seven days? We'll dive into this topic as we visit with Father Greg Luger from the Diocese of Bismarck. Welcome to the show, Father. Thank you very much. Yes, Father, you're also, uh, I mentioned beforehand, the uh, we have, I, I think there is a Bible prophecy uh um, uh, gathering at the in Fargo this weekend, and I heard one of the uh, one of the presenters talking on a secular radio station yesterday. And I think they'll be tackling this uh, question as well, but maybe from uh, a different uh, a different angle. <laughs> right, right, and uh, you know this is actually something that's been on my heart quite a bit lately, um, mainly because. I think a proper understanding of the book of Genesis is really very important, and the false understanding of it, I think, is really uh, driving a lot of people away from faith in general. Um, a lot of people, you know, will hold to that more fundamentalist view from, you know, Genesis chapter 1, that God literally created the, the heavens and the earth in seven days, and that all these sciences and evolution is is one big fantasy, and you know, and that you know, that contradicts what what the Bible is saying. However, uh, if we look closer at the text, uh, that interpretation is not what Genesis is trying to tell us. Um, you know, just a few things uh, just about you know Genesis chapter one as we take a deeper look at the text. Um, and fit it, you know, set it within its within its proper historical context. We find that Genesis is not trying to tell us scientific truth. Um, rather, it's making use of poetic narrative to tell us theological truth. It's trying to tell us about who God is and what creation is and what creation's relationship is to God. So what it really is, is a teaching tool to try and tell us about this world in which we live. Um, you know, just for example, you know, the fact that God created uh, you know, the heavens and the earth in seven days. Well, seven was a symbolic number in the, in the book of Genesis, uh, really uh, symbolizing perfection and completeness. And we see that what uh, Genesis expounds is in contrast to their next-door neighbors who taught that, you know, that the earth was created by many gods and it came out of chaos, out of warfare. And here we see that Genesis is saying that 
Well, no, it's not the case that there are many gods. There's one god. And it didn't come out of chaos and warfare, but we see that God's creation is ordered. You know, if you, if you read my article from a month or two ago in the Dakota Catholic Action, uh, I pointed this out, how if we look at the various days, they parallel each other. You look at what does God create on day one? Well, he creates light and he separates it from darkness. And then you look, what does he make on day four? The sun and the moon. What does he create on day two? Well, the sky and the sea. Parallel that with day five, the birds and the fish. And we see this this pattern in the book of Genesis. Uh, not to mention, if we continue reading the book, uh, we find that um, that it isn't intended to be read literally. Because if we continue reading the book into chapter 2, we find that there's actually a second story of creation. And the order in which things are created is different. So, for example, we see on days uh, 4, 5, and 6, we see the sun and the moon created, the birds and, and the fish, then all the land-dwelling creatures, and finally men and women. If we look at Genesis chapter 2, two then, we find that first man is created, followed by all the land-dwelling creatures, and then woman. And that should tell us something, namely that this literal interpretation is not what the author ever intended us to read. Okay, with that, Uh, well, excuse me, I'm going to interrupt for just a second here, Father, and I just want to thank our listeners for tuning in to Real Presence Live this morning. Uh, My name is Jack Canelli, and with my wife, Doreen, we are the hosts for this morning's program, and our guest is Father... Luger from the Diocese of Bismarck, and our topic is on uh, uh, Genesis, basically, and did God create the world in seven days? And uh, Okay, back to the interview. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, you're fine. I wanted to make sure you, you got a breath in. So. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing a great job, Father. I have a question. It's, this is kind of off script, and you don't have to answer it, but I, recently in, in looking at the, um, story of, the stories of creation, um, I noticed that the animals and man were not created from nothing, but they were created from the earth. Um, do you have any insight into that? Yeah, that's, you know, that is an interesting thing that we do see um, where, you know, at the very beginning of Genesis chapter 1, we see that, uh, that the earth is null and void. And then God, you know, forms it into, you know, you know, God gives it order. Now, the, crea- the, the fact that things are created out of nothing, we actually find later uh, in Scripture, uh, namely, actually, uh, the Gospel of John, where we see that God is talking about the divine word, and all things came to be through him. So the creation, uh, creation out of nothing... Uh, doesn't really seem to be a concern of the book of Genesis. Um, however, what we do see, particularly in Genesis chapter 2, is that, you know, kind of this really intimate way of creating where man is formed out of the, out of the clay of the earth and God breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. However, what we do see in Genesis chapter 1 is God's almighty power to create. Mm. 
Mm. You know, God, God simply commands things into being. He says, let there be light, and light was made. Let there be, you know, two great lights in the sky, the greater one to govern, uh, to govern the day and the lesser one to govern the night. And so we can maybe see, if you will, rumblings of creation out of nothing, you know, and, you know just by the very fact that God is commanding things into being. I see. Um, okay, we, we, we've got mm-hmm. we've got we've got a minute left to go, Father. And I want to ask one more question before uh, we go on. Is there a contradiction between creation stories and science? Very good question. The answer to that question is simply no, there isn't. And actually, I wanted to bring up a quote here from Saint Augustine. Uh, he says, "All good and true Christians should understand that truth, wherever they may find it, belongs to their Lord." And so that's always been the position of the Catholic Church, that there is no contradiction between the faith and the sciences. I can believe both, and actually, I really should believe both, and I have no reason to be afraid of the sciences. That's a great quote. Thank you. That yes. sums it up. Yeah, and it, uh, yeah thanks, Father, uh, for taking your time to be with us today. And I understand that uh, uh, you've got an article that's in the... Um, the Bismarck Diocese uh, website, apparently, bismarckdiocese.com news. Did mm-hmm. God literally create the world in seven days? So if any of our listeners want to uh, learn more about it, they can go there. Am I correct? Correct. And that was uh, found both on our diocesan website and our uh, diocesan newspaper, the Dakota Catholic Action. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Our guest has been Father Greg Luger from the Diocese of Fargo. And again, Father, thank you very much, and maybe we'll have you on again sometime. Sounds good to me. Thank you, Father. You're very welcome. Up next, join us as we pray a rosary live on the air for all those affected by the coronavirus and for an increase in hope and trust in the Lord, who is our only hope. <laughs> 